Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Aftcast Tenerife Afternoons, and I'm your host, Tim Dowd. Today, we're going to have a little bit of COVID, a look back at the weather. I'm going to read out some news from Janet Anscombe's website, janetanscombe.com. And we're going to take a quick look at the government website as well, Noticias. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and click that little bell for notifications if you're on YouTube. If you're on a podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, or whatever you do with podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Living with MS in Tenerife. And Facebook at LWMST. Okay, let's take a look at the weather. Well, there's going to be plenty of weather in the next few days, they say. Looking back, we've still got the Kalima, and it's been misty. It's been a little bit cooler, though, so 21 in the shade, and up to 25 in the sun. Uh, Dropped down to about 18 last night, but that's okay, because 18 is English summer. Going forward, the Kalima should start to stop, if that's the word. Um, around about the weekend, they say. It should have stopped yesterday, but uh, it hadn't. So they're pushing it out to the weekend now. And I even heard that the UK is getting some of this as well. So uh, that's climate change for you. As always, you will burn if you're in the sun here. So don't forget your 50 factor. I know you can't come over on holidays from the UK at the moment. But it's nice to dream. All you need to do... Buy a coconut, rub it all over you, pretend you're on the beach. Okay, that was the weather for yesterday, the 18th of February, 2021. So now we're going to take a look at a little bit of COVID, shall we? I've got all the details here. For the 18th of February 2021, the active COVID ticker Canary Islands total 6,483, which was down from yesterday's 6678. Tenerife 2140, which is down from yesterday. Arona 80, down from yesterday. Adeje 102, which is the same as yesterday. And Granadilla Diabona 83, which is down from yesterday. And the seven-day average is still around about 40.7. We don't want to hit that magic figure of 60. uh, Sorry, 50. And that will take us back up. There is rumours, though, that we are going back up on Sunday, but we'll have to wait till Sunday to find out. And that was your COVID for today. So now we're going to whip over to Janet Anscombe's page and see what these latest news is there. Driving in the EU after Brexit and in the UK with an EU licence. 
So here we go, Janet's uh, put up a post here. It says there's been much discussion and confusion about the requirements for UK license holders driving within the EU, as well as the EU license holders driving in the UK, are now clear and as follows, with the official links thanks to the House of Commons Library. UK photocard driving licences will remain valid for visitors driving in Spain, though those with a paper driving licence only, or a licence issued in Gibraltar, Guernsey, Jersey or the Isle of Man, may need to purchase an international driving permit to drive in some EU countries and Norway. The type of international driving permit needed, there are three, depends on the countries in which they wish to drive. The government recommends checking with the relevant embassy before travelling. Drivers should check that their insurance policies cover driving abroad. Any UK car insurance policy that provides the legal minimum coverage for travel in the EEA remains valid for a driving in Europe, but must be accompanied by an insurance green card, an international certificate of insurance provided by insurers that guarantees the minimum third-party motor insurance cover required by law. The British government is hoping for the EU to issue an implementing decision allowing the UK to be in the circulation zone in which the green card is not needed, but until that decision has been confirmed, the government advises all UK visitors driving their own vehicle in Spain to obtain a green card. As well as a green card, UK registered vehicles must display a GB sticker at the rear even if the number plate includes the letters GB on their own or with a union flag, features which in some other parts of the EU mean the sticker's not required. Those who live in Spain and are currently using a UK driving licence will have to exchange it for a local one. The deadline for doing so varies throughout the EU, but in Spain it's the 1st of July this year. These licences remain valid for UK visits and with EU insurance, an IDP is not needed, though an insurance green card or other proof of insurance is required for their own vehicle when driving in the UK. Although exchanging a UK licence for a Spanish one remains straightforward for those who registered as resident before the end of the transition period, and also notified Trafico of their intent to exchange their licence, the rules have not been confirmed for the exchange of licences held by those who moved to Spain after the 1st of January this year. Anyone who is an EU licence holder living in the UK, including those who exchanged here and returned to the UK to live permanently, can continue to use their Spanish licence as long as it remains valid subject to a UK licence renewal requirements. These require an EU licence to be changed in the UK licence when the driver reaches 70 years of age or three years after the holder becomes resident, whichever is the later. UK residents with an EU licence can exchange their licence for a UK one if they wish to do so without the need to take a test again. The information above is currently officially confirmed but as on so many other issues, negotiations continue, not least about exchanging licences, and so these rules could change. Well, that was Janet Anscombe's take on driving in the EU after Brexit and in the UK with an EU licence. If you want to know more and get more information, go to janetanscombe.com, J-A-N-E-T-A-N-S-C-O-M-B-E. 
funnily enough, MBE is what she is. Janet Anscombe MBE, there you go, dot com. So, now we'll have a quick look at the uh, website for the Canary Islands. News portal of the government. Gobierno de Canarias.org. Portal de Noticias, or the news portal. So I've, uh, I've translated this into English. So the government generates credits of 165 million euros to cover direct aid to the sectors most affected. I read this, you know, and when governments put money like this, millions of euros, and put it, to, put it available, I always ask who gets it, you know, because it says direct aid, but I'm sure it's not going in the pockets of the poor people. I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure it goes to some sort of think tank or whatever. We'll have a look, shall we? Okay, this is a Google translation. I've not translated this myself because I'm lazy. Uh, but if it doesn't read right, I'll go to the Spanish and see if I can work out what they actually mean. So it says, The Government Council of the Canary Islands today approved the generation of a credit of €165 million Euros to cover direct aid to the sectors most affected by the crisis and announced at the end of last month by the President and Vice-President, Ángel Victor Torres and Román Rodríguez, respectively. The agreement establishes that the €165 million Euros will be taken from the cash surpluses of the last two years although this circumstance will not prevent the autonomous community from continuing to meet the payment deadlines to suppliers in any case. Okay. Moreover, its authorization from the surplus is possible due to the inapplicability of the stability objectives, public debt, and the spending rule for financial years 2020 and 2021, which allows the autonomous community to allocate these funds to uses other than debt reduction. Okay, well, that sounds okay. So we're nicking 165 million from the money that we got left over, and we're not paying the debt. So that's okay. But people who are supplying us will get paid. That sounds deep. That sounds like a good deal. Uh, with the generation of this credit, the government takes the preliminary and mandatory step for the granting of direct aid to the tourism sector, small and medium enterprises, and the self-employed of the islands that have been seriously affected by the restrictions derived from the fight against COVID-19. Well, it does sound like they're going to give them direct then. So small businesses and self-employed and the tourism sector itself. Okay. The decision adopted today by the executive is also linked to strategic priority number five of the Canary Islands reactive plan relating to the promotion of economic activity and which are articulated in two main lines or axes. One which includes the action of general nature oriented to the economy as a whole and the other with duly sectored measures. Okay. From this perspective, various measures are established, among which are those related to the provision of liquidity to companies and self-employed persons, or the promotion of cash and working capital, financing lines for SMEs. In addition to those consisting of non-repayable aid, ooh, that is subsidies to help companies compensate for the expenses they've had to incur to face the crisis and to relaunch new projects. I'll read that again. From this perspective, various measures are established, among which are those relating to the provision of liquidity. Okay. In addition to those consisting of non-repayable aid, so that means you are getting a grant in some respects. That sounds reasonable. 
Precisely, it says here, the Minister of Finance, Budgets and European Affairs has already approved, just a week after announcing the average, a tax moratorium that allows taxpayers to postpone tax debts and inject liquidity into the Canarian economy of 240 million euros. That means don't pay your tax and go and eat out. I don't know. To, to this measure will now be added the direct aid whose call is being finalised by the executive for the aforementioned €165 million, Euros, which will place the Canary Islands as one of the autonomous communities that has made the greatest effort for fiscal relief and economic aid for SMEs and the self-employed. Well done, Canary Islands. I'll have to wait uh, to talk to my self-employed mates to find out whether they've got any of that. But uh, it sounds like the, the heart is in the right place. Okie dokie, let's have a look at a couple of the other headlines, and then we'll finish for today. So let's have a look to see, what's it? Oh, here we go. Uh, Eco Canteens reactivates its organic feeding program for 50 schools and 11,000 diners. Uh, Health confirms 140 cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. Canarian government and ministry address the food chain law by a telematic forum followed by 200 people. And Dr. Negrin reviews its electronic mycopracy equipment that contributes to the diagnosis of pathologies. Okay, last one is the president, Angel Victor Torres. Europe has to set an example of co-responsibility. That's one I read yesterday. So that was the uh, news from the government uh, as of... February the 18th, 2021. So I'm going to play out now with Vamos a la Playa. It's one of my favorites. And uh, we'll see you soon. Vamos a la playa. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring that little bell for notifications if you're on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe or download if you're listening on a podcast. We are available on Instagram at Living with MS in Tenerife. Whoa. Whoa. And Facebook at LWMST. For all other information, go to timothydowd.com. There you can send me an email. You can sponsor the channel. You can even join me live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on my YouTube channel. And of course, you can have a look at all the blogs that are really just the past YouTube channels and podcasts. I should really do more on that blog, to tell you the truth. This is Tim Dowd for Living With MS in Tenerife on Aftcast, Tenerife Afternoons, signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>